Thank you for joining us for the study of God's Word today. Grab a Bible and listen carefully as God will be speaking to us through His Word today. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Here we go. Gird your loins. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's great to be with you again this week. And looking forward to what the Lord wants to say to us this morning. If you would take your Bible and turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. I want to focus on verse 16 and more particularly just one phrase in verse 16. Falls within this paragraph, verses 15 through 20. And as you know, a paragraph contains a complete thought. And so the best way to study the Bible is by paragraphs. And you look at each verse in those paragraphs and it has a context and really the overarching context of verse 16 of chapter 2 of the book of Colossians is the preeminence of Jesus Christ. He is preeminent. Really the theme verse of this book you would find in chapter 2 and verse 9 which says, for in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. So that's a great verse to memorize to proclaim the deity of Jesus Christ. He is God. He is Emmanuel. He is God in the flesh. He is who He says He is. He is the Son of the living God. Amen? No matter what the cults or the media or the secular world in which we live say, Jesus is King. He is Lord of Lords. Amen? amen. Where's my amen section? You're a little weak last, last week. Now come on guys. Maybe we should shift over here. I don't know. Maybe in the middle. Look at verse 16. For by Him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. That's the phrase I want to focus on this morning. You've not only been created by God, but you have been created for God. Isn't that what the Bible says? Look at that again. All things have been created through Him and for Him. You and I have been created for Him, for His purposes for His use, for His glory, for His honor. You have been placed on planet earth for God's great purpose and by His sovereign design. He has a plan for you. I know that sounds kind of corny, but He really does. He has a purpose for you, a plan for you. And that is far more important and wonderful than just your own happiness. God wants to make you holy. He wants to create in you a hunger for righteousness. 
Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and who thirst for righteousness. He does have a tremendous plan for you. Now, in order to know why you exist, you must begin with God. Acts chapter 9 and verse 16, Jesus says of the Apostle Paul as Christ was calling the Apostle Paul to serve him, he said about the Apostle Paul, he said, Paul is a chosen vessel. Christ chose him off that Damascus road and he called him to serve him and to crisscross the known world to preach the gospel and to start churches. And Jesus said of Paul, Paul, you are a chosen vessel. Church, every one of you here this morning, you are chosen. How many of you have watched that miniseries about the life of Christ called The Chosen? It's awesome. It's wonderful. I believe Becky is, a, is an extra and one of those, which episode is it? Eight. Eight of season one? Two. Okay, great. It's a great, it's a beautiful depiction of who Jesus is through the eyes of those who knew him and who saw him. Watch that series. It's awesome. You've been chosen. Ephesians 1 and verse 4 says that Jesus has chosen you before the foundation of the world. He's predestined you. He's elected you. He's chosen you. To serve Him. You were created for Him. For His purposes. You see, we cannot be begin with ourselves because that produces self-centered questions like, what do I want to do? Or what do I want to be? We can't begin with ourselves. Focusing on ourselves will never reveal our purpose. Job chapter 12 and verse 10 says that the life of everything is in the hands of God. Everything is in God's hands. You're in, it's like the Allstate phrase, you're in good hands. You really are. You're in good hands with God. Why? Because He chose you. Because He created you for Him to honor Him, and to love Him. Your life is in His hands. Contrary to what our culture teaches through the media, you will never discover the meaning of your life by looking within yourself. Rick Warren, I like this quote from him. He said, you did not create yourself, so you can't tell yourself what you were created for. <laughs> now think about that for a moment. You've seen the t-shirt probably, that says, there is a God and you are not Him. That's true. You did not create yourself. God created you. And He created you for Him. We are all, as believers, we are in process. We are being sanctified. We are being set apart to do the work that He has created us to do. Now think about an invention or a creation. Who is the best person to define what that invention was created for? Who would be the best person to do that? Well, yeah. <laughs> the creator of that invention, right? That would be the best person to ask, what is this thing for? 
What does it do? The person who created it, right? Well, who created you and me? God created us. And so we must begin with God to find out what our purpose is, why He has created us. Have you ever been asked, asked for directions? Have you ever asked for directions and have been told jokingly, you can't get there from here? Have you ever been told that? I have several times. In the spiritual dimension, though, you cannot arrive at the reason for your existence by focusing on yourself. You must begin with God. That's where you will find hope. That's where you will define your purpose, why He has created you, because He has created you for Him, Himself. Some of you will remember that great movie. I believe it came out probably late 70s, early 80s. 80s, a chariots of fire. And you remember the athlete in that movie who was a believer. He said, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. I feel His pleasure. God has created you for Himself to give Him pleasure, to worship Him, to adore Him, to surrender your life to Him and to discover what your purpose is. You must Begin with Him. You have been created for Him. And until you understand this, church, your life will never make any sense. You must begin with God. It is only in knowing God personally through His Son, Jesus Christ, that we will discover our significance and the real meaning of our existence. If we take any other approach, it will only lead us to a dead end. And I want to emphasize again that you have been crea created for Him. Your life is not about you, but it's all about Him. What purpose do you have without Him? He is your Creator. Romans 12, 2 says, We are to become a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19 and 20 says that you have been bought with a price. You are not your own. You don't belong to yourself. You belong to God. God has created you and He has a, a beautiful and awesome purpose for your life. He really does. I hope you have discovered and are discovering that more fully every day that God has given you to live. Remember the psalm that, that Jesus read earlier, Psalm 90. We only have 70, 80, maybe 90 years to live. That's going to go by in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Life is like a vapor. It is gone. It appears for a little while, then it's gone. We only have a short amount of time to accomplish God's purpose for placing us on planet Earth. And God has revealed to us in His Word the great purpose of our life. Therefore, the best way to find your purpose is to ask God. Have you asked Him that lately? God, show me your purpose. You have to do it every day, every moment. Lord, show me your purpose in this given situation. Show me your purpose how to help this person. Show me your purpose how, how to, what job to take. Whatever is going on in your life, you have to seek and discover God's purpose for you. Ask God. 
He has not left us in the dark. God's Word, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 4, it says God's Word is living and active and sharper than any two edges. We're able to judge the very thoughts and intentions of our heart. Life is not about living for yourself. Life is about living for God. Back in early August of 1977, a reporter interviewed Elvis Presley. Some of you older folks will remember Elvis. Thank you. Thank you very much. You remember Elvis. <laughs> this is early August of 1977, and the reporter simply asked Elvis Presley this question. He said, Elvis, he said, how are you doing? You know what Elvis said? He said, I'm lonely. He said, I'm lonely as hell. Those were his words. That's what he said. The most popular, probably one of the wealthiest entertainers who have ever lived. He said, I'm lonely. Why would Elvis Presley be lonely? Well, he, he had deviated from God's purpose for his life. I don't know if Elvis was a believer or not. I know he sang a lot of gospel songs and he was raised in a Christian environment and that's awesome. But just because you grow up in a Christian home and you sing Christian songs does not make you a Christian, does it? No more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. They do still sell hamburgers, don't they? I think they do. You have to find God. You have to find Him personally and find your purpose. Two weeks later, Elvis Presley was dead. I can remember the day vividly because I really liked Elvis Presley. I loved to hear him sing. My buddy called me that day on one of those rotary... You remember the rotary phones, you know? I... He said, Sam, Elvis Presley's died. I said, oh, it's horrible. Horrible. Listen, church. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11 says, and this is from the message, which gives, renders a good, I think, translation of this verse, Ephesians 1 verse 11. It says that it's in Christ that we find out who we are. It's in Christ that we find out who we really are. It's only in Him that we discover our purpose. Life is Your life is not an accident. All of us are somebody in Jesus Christ. Amen? Your life is not an accident. Your birth is no mistake your parents may not have planned you, but God did. And the Bible says that He has created you for Him. That's beautiful. I love that. Long before you came into this world, Long before your mom and dad thought of you, you were conceived in the mind of God. It's not by fate 
or by luck or by chance that you are here today. Your heart is beating today. You are breathing today. It's no coincidence that you are with us today. You are alive because a master creator has created you. And he has created you to live for him and to bring him glory and honor with your life. God prescribed every detail of your life. Your race, the color of your skin, your eyes, your hair or lack thereof. I used to have some hair. Listen, God has customized you and He has given you talents. He has given you gifts unique to your own personality. And just going to plug the place thing again. Come next Saturday and learn more about your personality, your spiritual gifts, your experiences in life. It'll be a great time for you. God has customized each and every one of you in this room. And He has a grand purpose for you. Listen to David. Psalm 139, he says, For thou didst form my inward parts. Thou didst weave me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to thee, for I am, what? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Isn't that awesome? Wonderful are thy works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you, God. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth, thine eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in thy book, they were all written, the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. Listen, God has a purpose for you. You are on a timeline. Your life is like a vapor. It's going to come and it's going to go. So what are you doing with your life and the purpose that God has given you? God has planned how long you will live. Look at verse 16 again. And in thy book were written all of the days that were ordained for me. You only have a brief amount of time to accomplish your purpose that God has instilled in your life. God has left nothing to chance. You have been created for Him. The life of the Apostle Paul should be how all born-again believers should live. It should be normal. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but who? But Christ who lives in me. Your life is not about your wants and your desires. It's about God's purpose for your life. He's given you your life. How can you ignore that? How can anyone live a life distancing themselves from their Creator? I don't understand it. We get so self-centered and we get so wrapped up in our own little world, don't we? And we lose, we lose perspective and forget that God has created us. Look at that again, the last part of verse 16. God has created us for Himself. He's created us for Him. Even Albert Einstein said, God doesn't play dice. God hasn't taken a chance with you. He has a purpose for you. He has a reason for your existence. 
in this world in which he's placed you. This is your time. This is the only time you're going to have. And God has a purpose for you. God has made no mistake with you. You and I, we are significant in God's eyes. There are no illegitimate children in God's eyes. Our God is a God of precision, and he has left nothing to chance. He has done nothing in a haphazard way. You have purpose. You have meaning. And he wants you to serve him. Amen? Amen. He has created the entire, listen to this. This will, this will blow your mind. He has created this entire universe to support your life. That's amazing. All, I like to sit out on my back porch and I look up in the heavens at night. It's amazing. Psalm 19 says what? That the heavens declare the glory of God. It's incredible what God has done for you to have life on planet earth. He's created it all for you to support your life. Why did he do this? Why would this God, this awesome and amazing God, why would he do all of this? Well, because he is motivated by one thing. One thing. And that is his great love for you. His great love for you. For God so loved the world that he gave us his son. He gave us this universe. He gave us this planet. He gave us our life. He's done it for you. Therefore, your life, listen, it has profound meaning. Every one of us in this room, your life has profound meaning and purpose. Remember, you have not only been created by him, but for him. His use. Are you allowing God to use you? That's the question we must ask. Are we allowing Him to use us for His purposes day in and day out? But listen to this. God has not only created you for Him, He's created you to live forever. He's created you to live forever. All of us are going to live forever. Every one of us. Ecclesiastes, the passage that Drew read earlier, verse 11, talks about how that God has placed what? He has placed eternity in our heart. God has placed eternity in the human heart. And so I want you to know today that this life is not all that there is. There's a lot more coming. You and I have been created to last forever. Yes, our bodies will die. Hebrews 9.27 says that it is appointed unto man to die once and after that judgment. Your body will die. My body will die. But our soul, the Bible is very clear about this, our soul will live forever. 
Our soul is created for eternity. What we call life is only, someone has said, is only a dress rehearsal before the real show. The Bible says that, again, our life is like a vapor. It's gone quickly. And we will spend forever in eternity and only at best 70, 80, 90, maybe 100 years. I don't know if I want to live that long. My body's already hurting. We will spend eternity forever. We've been created not only for Him, but by Him. And also we have been created to live forever. Again, this life is practice. It's the tryout. It's the warm-up before your life in eternity. Are you ready for eternity? Do you know Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Have you trusted Him? Have you given Him your life? He gave you your life. The least we can do is give our life back to Him. God has designed you to live forever. Thomas Brown, the writer, said, this life is but a small parenthesis in eternity. It's just a blip on the radar screen compared to eternity. God has wired our brains to long for immortality because we are created in His image. And He wants us to live for Him. This is why, this is why death always seems unfair. Death always comes too soon especially for those that we love. My father-in-law, Susanna's dad, died last summer. He was 94 years old. It's a long life. But it still seemed too soon, didn't it? And you've lost loved ones. It's always too soon for those that we love. Because God has created us in His image. This is why, again, Death is always too soon. But one day your heart will stop beating and your body will die and this will be the end of your, what someone has called your earth suit. <laughs> but it will not be the end of you. Why? Because you have been created for eternity. forever. That's a long time. Our body is just our temporary residence. The Bible says, for we know that if the earthly tent, which is our home, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal and in the heavens. Now while on earth we have many choices to make, don't we? There's a lot of choices. Go to the cafeteria this afternoon and you see all the choices of food. Go to a car lot. Tony's, my son-in-law sells cars. Matter of fact, if you need a new car, go see Tony. He'll get you a good deal. There's a lot of choices of cars. A lot of brands. Lot, whoa, a lot of different things out there. But listen, in eternity, there's only two choices. 
There's only two. It's kind of like real estate. What matters in real estate? Location, location, location. In eternity, what matters is location. Where will you spend eternity? What are you doing with your life and the purpose that God has given you in your life? You've been born. You have a birth date. Everybody has a birth date in here? Raise your hand. We all have a birth date, right? Well, guess what? You're going to have a death date too. All of us are. Now, between your birth date and your death date, there's a little dash. That's your life. That little dash. A lady by the name of Linda Ellis wrote a poem about the dash, and I want to share it with you before we go today. It goes like this. She said, I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning till the end. He noted that first came the date of birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was that little dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time they spent alive on earth and now only those who love them know what that little dash was worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how you spent that dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that still can be rearranged. To be less quick to anger and show appreciation more. And love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash, it's going to only last just a little while. So when your eulogy is being read and your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about you and how you lived your dash? How are you living? How are you using that little dash between your birth and your death. How are you spending your time? The Bible says that we have been created by Him and for Him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank You for Your Word. And I pray that we would apply it to our lives. We would use our life to honor you, to glorify you today, tomorrow, 
this week, this month, this year. For the rest of our days, God, may we spend our dash giving you pleasure, giving you honor, giving you all the glory. For you are our King. You are our Savior. You are our God. And may we submit our lives to you. And Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here in this room that has never done that, I pray that today you would stir their heart. They would respond to you by faith and trust you as King of their life and Lord of their life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. God bless you.